My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. I have come home with only one goal. To save my city. But to do so, I can't be the killer I once was. To honor my friend's memory, I must be someone else. I must be someone else. Hi. In 2014, I met my friend Stu. We like superheroes, so we did a podcast. Welcome to Flurry, Stu. Do you know how sad that sounds? Really sad. It sounds like we're virgins, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. When you say, we like superheroes, we don't have any friends, so we stick together. Yeah, I I didn't want to say that bit. (laughs) Because that that was too too near the truth, it kind of hurt. (laughs) But yes, it's episode three of Flarrow, which is doing surprisingly well. So uh, considering it was an off-the-cuff idea from your wonderful self, James. Yes, yes. Well, no, you came up with a name. I always say this, and I say you, you, Stuart. You. You. No, no, you came up with a name. You came up with a name, so. But, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great fun to do, I have to say. And uh, by the looks of um, Supergirl and uh, other things that are on the horizon in January, I think it could get even bigger. And um, obviously, our other podcast we do, the Film Real Cast, for movies, that... Um, this could even grow into a bigger monster than uh, than that, couldn't it? Yeah. What, what what have we created? Absolutely. I know. I know. Like it's like a metahuman kind of podcast form, isn't it? It, it is. It is. It is. And, and I'm sure it would get an equally tropey slash cheesy name. Uh. <laughs> yes, I'm sure we'll come up with one. But um, for the time being, I mean, should we start with uh, the Flash uh, season two episode three? As always, the, yes. Let's. Start yeah. with the, the, the Flash. And talk about Metahumans, an episode that didn't really feature many Metahumans. No, I mean, this one was called um, Family of Rogues, um, and for a, a very good reason as well. But as you say, this one didn't have any um, Metahumans, which, to be honest, I mean, I love the different Metahumans. It's, uh, it's always good to guess their special powers and how they're going to be, what's their weakness and what's Cisco going to come up with, um, and uh, Caitlin's always defeat them. But it was quite nice for a change. To to not have a metahuman in, um, and just to just to have it when it was Leonard Snark um, and his dad, wasn't it Michael Ironside? Which I haven't seen as we were talking earlier since uh, it was oh, what was that other shitty film which I actually do quite like? Um, uh, you know, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah, yeah. And he's mean, the I... trophy leader in Starship Troopers. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yes. With with the, with the fake arm, he dies. He dies in the end. He does indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't have an eye patch. Usually, in the, the things he's in, he wears an eye patch or like a a metal fist or something like that. He does, doesn't he? He does. He does. But but I like Michael. Ar- Ar- I do like Michael Arnside, uh, unless I see some meet someone better. There you go. Started troopers. Um. Anyone? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It was a bit of a shock to see him. The last time he was in anything I saw was uh, Smallville. He was um, Lois Lane's dad, Captain Lane or something. Was he a goodie in that? Yes, sort of. Yeah. Bit in between. I mean, so, but it, I mean, yeah, this one was. It was. I mean, obviously, we're going to speak about Arrow, uh, and, and Arrow was kind of is branching out. This one was a, a bit more straightforward and sticking to what was in episode two. 
I mean, the, the general plot of this is um, that they believe or they're told by um, Snark's sister, Lisa Snark, who uh, Cisco's named the Golden Glider, that um, he's been kidnapped by his dad and that something's gone wrong. He's been held hostage. Uh, and the Flash goes to rescue him, doesn't he? That's what they've asked. He does, it, and he gets a cold reception. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He... Damn, that's his go. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 I don't know. He does, which, which is quite good, actually. I mean, I really enjoyed this part. He obviously goes to the... Um... Actually, before we get to that, shall we speak about the, um, the opening scene? So we had a few questions on this, didn't we? The opening scene, remind me. Uh, the, I've seen it twice, the opening scene. Um, yeah, the open, yeah, the opening scene is where oh, Iris yes, she, calls up shot um, Barry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's getting she's getting shot, at, and she so she calls Barry on the phone. Barry's quite casually doing something, realizes she gets shot at, and knowing that you could be there within two seconds, continues yeah. to talk, and then says, "Jump out of a window." Yeah, it didn't say what window. It didn't ask. Kind of what side of the building are you? What you're actually looking at? And he was waiting at the bottom there, ran up the side of the building. I mean, it was quite cool. It was good fun, but um, there could have been a little bit more dialogue in there, which made sure or ensured that Barry was actually the right side of the building and didn't run up there and just see her jump out of a building opposite him. No, I know what you mean. I mean, I mean, when he said uh, "trust me," I was like, "Well, I, I wouldn't give him this information," <laughs> you know. So actually, he's but, very yeah. trusting. But that, that was quite good. It, it was a, a good fun scene, and it kind of got you into the actual show, I suppose, didn't it? It was well, pretty harmless. Yeah, it did. It did, Stu. But um, once he saves her, he then goes up, and within about two seconds, dismantles the gunman, which, why didn't he do that in the first place anyway? So she wouldn't have to jump out a bloody window. I mean, it was just an excuse to have something look cool. And I think it was just a bizarre bit. But there you go. Yeah, I wonder whether it's going to... Possibly this could lead into something else. I don't know because it, it became apparent later on that the people uh, who were involved, obviously, was running a scam, putting pressure on um, residents and extorting money out of them. And from that, uh, you've been made aware that she's got the headline of the paper. So whether that's something that could come in later on in another couple of episodes, I really don't know. I'd, li- I'd like, I'd like to think so. I don't think, I don't know. It'd be. A- pretty silly of the show to have that as pretty much a major scene you know a fair bit of money spent i'd imagine and for yeah. it to mean absolutely nothing going ahead it would, it would be a really bizarre move yeah but um but yeah as you say i mean when you watch these they're they're so harmless and uh, the flash more than arrow that this one it, it just oozes fun and just it's more kind of for kids really isn't it for that kind of audience i think as well as adults yeah, it's you're absolutely right where Arrow is, is obviously a lot dark. Not as dark as it used to be, but it still is. Yeah. So um, the Golden Glider then goes to, um, to well, she meets them in a, their favourite restaurant, which is the equivalent of the, the coffee shop in Friends. Central when, um, Perk, yeah. Yeah, Central Perk. And says that Captain Cold's been kidnapped. And they, they don't really trust her, which is understandable, when they had a deal at the end of um, season one where Captain Cold could have killed Barry Allen if he really wanted to. Yeah, but he, he didn't. He's kind of like an anti-hero. Um, you, know he's, you, know, you, you know he's ultimately bad. Uh, there, but there, there is that slight 
<coughs> tinge of goodness in him. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. But yeah, but then, but then he goes and rescues Captain Cold. Uh, gets that gets that rather chilly reception, um, which is a bit silly, really, because Barry should have known that something was going to happen. Um, and he was too trusting again. He fell for the same thing almost again, didn't he? Or, or... Well, yeah, because he walked into the building and um, Captain Cold, or Leonard Snart, is gathering um, plans for another building. He says, well, what's going on? I'm meant to be rescuing you. Instantly then, alarm bells should have been ringing. The fact that, hey, you're not tied up. You've not got a gun to your head. You're not in a cell or anything. This isn't right. But as often happens on The Flash... Um, which is kind of a, the trope of the show, that he walks into trouble, doesn't he, for something to happen, for a reaction. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, and then, obviously, he gets frozen, um, you know, kind of like Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. And then uh, yeah. he's getting cold. His vitals are going down. We're thinking, oh, no, surely not. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then Cisco says, this suit is special. Yeah, I quite like that. What did you think of the, the fact that the suit can heat up and melt the ice? I thought it was really, really good. Really good, really good idea. Um, uh, would have been nice to tell Barry about it. That's the only thing. But yeah, it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah I quite like that. I thought it was quite a good little gimmick. And it was uh, obviously something that they've done since uh, Barry nearly died when Captain Cole killed him. Or yeah. nearly killed him, yes. rather. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't kill him. Obviously, we wouldn't be talking about the uh, season two. No. But, but then he went on to... Which was quite a... a a, a good thing, really. You learn that, um, they, again, they don't trust Lisa Snart. The only person who seems to trust Lisa Snart is Cisco. Because obviously, Cisco, you get the impression that he's thinking more of his penis than he is of his brain, isn't he? Surely not. Sure, yeah, yeah, probably, probably. She is an attractive woman. She very is. Um, but um, they find out, and it's, as I say, it's quite a simple episode. They do find out that her head, for some reason, has been um, covered with an explosive um, substance, chemical. Yeah, it kind of reminded me about, um, you, know, you know that Mission Impossible film? Yeah. And there's like a bomb in their head, yeah. And, and obviously Michael Ironside shows it off when um, they're, they're obviously planning their, you know, whatever, a heist or whatever. And, um, yeah. the, what, what, you know, you know that one of his partners, the, the, the tech guy, slags his son off and then he basically presses the button. What did you think of that scene? To blow his head up. I thought it was quite interesting. It also showed how ruthless the father is, and obviously his son, it, despite the fact he said, no one talks to my son like that, you could obviously kind of see the concern in Mr. Cole's face, couldn't you? Yeah, because it, it, that kind of did lead to, um, and again, it is pretty tropey, really, that the, the, the backstory of, um, which was introduced by um, Lisa Snart, that the dad used to abuse... Both of them really didn't he? And it was yeah. very horrible. He used to beat him up for no particular reason. Yeah, and Michael Ironside was quite good at, at playing that character. Yeah, yeah, he's just got that look on his face. Especially, he's not aged particularly well, was he? <laughs> no, 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 no. He put on a bit of weight as well, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it came apparent that he used to beat them up, and there's no love lost between the the brother and sister towards their dad. Um, and in the meantime, you've still got the the story going on with this massive portal, which is very helpful it, that it's back in it's in um, Star Labs, which is, is really really helpful as they don't have to go anywhere, but they can actually <laughs> work on it without anyone knowing about it. It would be nice to see, yeah, and it would almost be nice to have a reason why 
it's in there. For example, if they said because of all the experience, because of what happened last time, you know, with the uh, explosion, yeah, it's more susceptible to that. That's why it's obviously the biggest ones here. All, all you needed was a couple of lines, and then I would have gone, oh, okay, that makes sense, sort of in my head, you know. But they know yeah. there is no reason. It's just yeah, you, as you said, it's just very convenient. Um, and obviously, do you think they're going to go down that road with regards to why it is, or do you think they're just going to leave it as a? I think I th- a, a nice coincidence. I think uh, the, the second episode now, isn't it? Of it, but two or three episodes now. Second yeah. episode, sorry, yeah. This I think, is the third one. Third episode. Um, I think they'll leave it as a nice coincidence because I think they would have explained it in this episode, surely. Yeah, you'd like to think so. I mean, it, it, I suppose then they'll have to explain why why there's fifty two of them around. Um, uh, I always call it Stalin City, but Central City. Yes, Central Park. So, um, but they, they can't actually get through the portal, can they? At the moment, no, 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 no. It's uh, uh, the, and then they kind of work out why in the end. Obviously, um, the uh, the parallel universe Flash tries to get through. Uh, they could, they couldn't. They throw stuff at it. They couldn't. Uh, Barry Allen. It was Barry Allen actually that tries to get through and uh, can't. Yeah, and it's Jay Garrick who starts working i mean it is quite interesting that you see jay garrick and um caitlin are starting to build up a relationship when really we're only in episode three and there's not been that long since um her husband died uh, yeah yes yes um she got over it quick didn't she she did get over it pretty quick so uh i mean i don't know it's it's just strange, really, because she seems to be the more, out of everyone, the more level-headed character. And uh, if any, if you want feelings and stuff like that, then she was the character to go to. But now she seems to um, get over her. It's Ronnie, isn't it, her ex? Yeah. She's over Ronnie pretty quick, and she seems to want um, some of the speedster, as in uh, Jay Garrick, who seems doesn't really seem that interested in her at the moment, does he? He's more interested in going home. I think I'd be too, really, if that happened to me. Um, I don't know if um, if Caitlin was after me and I knew it, then I'd, that'd be reason for me to stay around. That'd be good enough. But you don't know what's waiting for you on the other side. That's true. That's true. He could have a really stunning wife on the other side and loads of money. So he could even be more well hung on the other side. I don't know. Yes, yes. Maybe it took those powers away as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that could be his biggest power. Yeah, we are, or not, or not in this in this parallel universe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be my luck if I went for a pool tour, I tell you. It's the only thing I knew. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> lost and then I, I forgot at which point Barry Allen comes up with the idea of uh, uh, infiltrating, obviously pretending to be um, one of uh, Captain Cold's friends to infiltrate their group. Well, it's when they work out that... What they, obviously, they discover um, the, the headless corpse, don't they? And then they know that this is person, then he's linked with um, Michael Ironside. So, and there's no way of um, of getting them, basically getting this chemical off her head. Um, they try using magnets, they try using different um, substances. So what they say is that, why don't I get in there? Because Barry Allen's made an agreement with Captain Cold that you can't go around and kill members of the public. If you are going to rob places which he obviously admits openly that he's going to do, don't kill members of the public. So if he goes in there along with Captain Cold, um, he can ensure no members of the public get killed. I think that's the reason why Uh, he ends up working with uh, Captain Cold in the end. Okay. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. oh, I see. And apologies. No, that's lo- lo- lovely. My lovely uh, phone phone tune, by the way. Thanking you, thanking you. Um, yeah, so you obviously he goes with Captain Cold, um, and they go into the tower block. Uh, I, I wasn't sure, and I wasn't a look on the internet because he used Captain Cold's only there really using his freeze ray to freeze um, the laser beams, which will set off the alarms. And can you freeze a laser beam? No, I don't think you can. I'm sure if Graham was here, he could come up with a uh, definitive answer. Whether it would be right or wrong, he would sound like he knows the answer. It would involve Velcro, I imagine. <laughs> Which was invented by NASA. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they obviously break into the building. Barry uses his speed um, to, Unlock to take out a couple of guards. Yeah, he takes but, out a um, couple of guards. Yeah, that's true. He hides them so they don't get killed. And it goes to show that Michael Ironside's character again... He's ruthless. He's done this before. Yeah, he's willing to kill people. He doesn't give a shit, does he? Well, no, and we notice that when, when, when Barry does the safe, mm. um, he then kills Barry, or so we think. I mean, we all know he's not really dead, but... Yeah. I do love that, though, those scenes when they're shot in kind of real time. And, and, and I love the effects of, obviously, Barry's laying on the floor. Captain Cold must know he's not dead. Do you think... Do you, we did, well, what do you, you say that? that? Yeah, yeah, but then he goes, "Sorry, Barry," doesn't he? Afterwards, thinking, and that instantly makes That's me think, true. "Okay, maybe he thinks he's dead." I, I, I'm not sure. But then he didn't really act too surprised when the flash turned up, did he? No, but it's great when it's, it slows down. Obviously, he can move so fast that everything fast to us appears really slow to him. And I like those scenes. Yeah. So I do. And uh, all okay, they're after is a diamond, isn't it? Yeah, 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 or bunch, yeah, yeah. They are, they are. And while that's all going on, Cisco's trying to sort out um, uh, Lady Gold, um, Gold, Gold Glider, uh, with with the obviously they they worked out a way of trying to get the um, you know the bomb material. I forgot, forgot the name now. Out of her head, and it involves obviously this weird little injector type gun thing. Yeah, it's because they're obviously up against the time that they need to get that out of um, her head, and before he blows it up and obviously uh, foils their plot, basically. So as soon as he foils the plot, he can then take Michael Ironside, or the Flash can take Michael Ironside down. So they kind of try and raise the tension, which you know, really, that Golden Glider's not going to die because um, she's quite a key character still in the the plot. But what I didn't expect, obviously, they do extract the bomb from her. Yes. Um, and she lives. And then uh, the Flash... Uh, takes down Michael Ironside, but he's still alive. He is. And I didn't expect to happen what actually did happen next. Yeah, well, Captain Cold murders his, <laughs> murders his own dad. I think, I think Michael Ironside's character said, I thought you hated the Flash or whatever. And he yeah. said, yeah, I do, but I hate you more. Or something he yeah, said, he sticks he? A, uh, a massive 12-inch icicle through his heart, doesn't he? Yeah, there's not much you can do about that, really. No, and it, it is quite full-on. Um uh, as I say, I quite enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. I thought Michael Ironside, he always plays a very good baddie. He does. In um, no matter what he's in. And also, um, brought on here, they're kind of trying to branch out that um, the detective, Joe, his wife's come back, which um, Iris believed that she's been dead for all these years. And also Barry believed that as well. Yes, everyone believed that. And, and you've got that lovely scene, obviously, with Iris's dad, you know, explains that she was really, you know, a drunk, not a drunk, a, 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 you know, a, a, a user of drugs. And he yeah. came home one day to basically, you know, she was out of it. 
Uh, he, Iris is obviously phoned the police up somehow, being, being yeah. four years old, and uh, the stove was on, and there, you know, there was nearly a fire, and he just basically decided that, you know, that can't happen anymore, can it? He yeah. put his daughter in danger, and he, and he made a choice. Um, to, and, and that choice was kind of to tell a white lie to, to Iris that, that her mother died, so uh, she wouldn't feel rejected by her mum. I mean, I mean, it kind of all made sense. It wasn't like... And you kind of understood why he did it. And, you know, you kind of like almost agreed with him. But what was refreshing was... And I, and I thought this was really, really, really good because I thought it was going down a different route, Stu. Um, mm. Iris basically understood and said, no, no, it's fine. And hopefully that's kind of the end of it. It's not really brought up again. I, I can't believe you lied to me. Because that's what I thought. I can't believe you lied to me. And then we'll have three or four episodes of Iris not talking to her dad. And then, as you said quite tropey then possibly her dad would nearly die and then she goes oh life's too important and i thought we'll just get the whole tropey crap but yeah not at the moment exactly that's what i was really yeah and that's why i said to you yesterday that i was really concerned about that they'd prolong this and you knew they'd always make up i mean she's a huge character joe's obviously a huge character they'll, they'll never do anything to kill one of those off and certainly not in season two or three um and it would have just gone on, and it would just be a case of waiting for them to make up, because you know it would happen, which would be a waste of time. Uh, yeah, and I was really, really pleased that it was dealt with in a way that reflected her character, as in someone who is who's grown up, she loves her dad, she's got that bond. And it was great that, um, obviously, Barry, um, who's been brought up by Joe, has pretty much got the same character traits as Iris, and they both dealt with it as adults, and they both kind of moved on. And that was really, really refreshing, for something this day and age, especially in like a a soap as it is, um, to actually deal with, box off, and then move on. Yeah, absolutely. So, and th- those, I mean, unless really I, I missed anything, um, that's what happened. But at the end of the show was was really really good. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect this to happen so quick. Obviously, you've got Professor Stein who um, is saying that he's absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden, I thought he was going to collapse again, but he starts to flame up um, as if Ronnie's back. Um, but it's blue flames this time, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ended up being blue flames, and then everyone's a bit concerned. They kind of take him off, and then obviously, the, the, you know, the uh, the uh, the breach or whatever ends up ends up going, and we see Harrison Wells, but a very angry looking Harrison Wells come out. Yes, yeah, and I, and I wondered. I was just thinking because. Um, whether, I mean, obviously, uh, the people who listen to us are in America are a week ahead, and we've resisted so far watching um, yep. the, the next uh, series, number four, when we could do. Um, but the, the portal's blue, and, and, and I wonder whether, if Ronnie's gone through the portal, whether this is some kind of, um, as if it's like a telekinetic power or some kind of link, that when if Ronnie flames up, that, that he's feeling it as well or something. It, it's just... Whether it's a coincidence, but that he's flamed up oh, all blue, I really I don't know. Think about that. That's, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. I did not think about that. Okay, because they've not left any clues, have they, at all for us, really? No. It'd be interesting next episode. Then are they going to speak to Harrison Wells? I mean, it's it's opened up quite a few questions. What, what's going to happen? What you know? What's going to happen? I mean, but I felt this episode was was much more about was more really about Captain Cold and his sister than it was anything the Flash team yeah. were doing. Which, which I wasn't, if, I'm not arguing about. Yeah, is that, yeah, it was quite refreshing. But and if Jay Garrick, when he comes through, obviously he's been a speedster, exactly the same um, situation of how he got his powers, the same as Barry Allen. But if he's coming through, um, 
does Harrison Wells lose his powers when he goes through, or does he have some some kind of ability, being the kind of guy he is, to carry his powers through um, when he's uh, inside Star Labs? I mean, that's going to be really interesting to see. And we're all assuming that Harrison Wells is Zoom at this point, aren't we? I, yeah, I think he is. Just by going what I looked on the internet and by what was the comic books, uh, I could be completely wrong. And people who are episode ahead are probably thinking, God, they're saying that again. It's really annoying. But <laughs> I, I really, really don't know. It would just be really interesting to see um, if he's got his powers. And the fact that Harrison Wells has come back already um, in episode three. So it, it's great. It's so much what's going on. There's so much potential that could happen. And at the moment... They've got it going at a really good pace, and they're not dragging pointless storylines out um, that we've seen in other episodes, uh, or other series, in fact. Uh, they seem to be moving on at a really good pace. Yeah. Um, what would you give it out of five? Um, I give it on four out of five. Um, okay. I thought it was a, a nice, solid episode. Again, it's kept the pace of the first two, uh, and it, I still find it, I always find The Flash really enjoying to watch. I'm giving it a 3.5. Uh, I really enjoy. I really enjoy this episode. <laughs> the beginning bit really annoyed me, um, but other than that, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was. A, it was. It was. It, it wasn't the best Flash episode, but it was a solid one. And I, you know, I, looking back, I don't actually think. I don't think I could, either of us can turn around and say we really didn't like that episode of the Flash when you look at season one and two. Very similar to Arrow, though. I think throughout season one and two, there really wasn't a, an episode you thought, "Well, that was rubbish." Was there? No, not at all. I, I think. They've... It's for something. I mean, when the Flash started, I really didn't know much about the Flash, no. if anything, really. So uh, it was quite refreshing to come into it, not knowing a lot, not knowing who the characters are, not nothing about the comic books. It was really, really nice. So for me, every episode and every character, when Groot comes in, and obviously Harrison Wells and different people that are in the comic books that we've yet to see. I just find it all really enjoyable and really exciting. Well, there you go. Um, that's Flash. On to, on to, on to Arrow. Uh, what, a, what an episode this was. This was a, a huge episode. I mean, yeah, this one was called Restoration. Um, and you kind of knew by the episode what was going to happen, really. Yeah, we spoke about it last week, didn't we, um, in episode two of Flaro, that obviously um, Sarah was dug up um, and they wanted to take her to uh to, to Raza Gaul to put her in the Lazarus pit. And what do you think um about the Lazarus pit? Do you think it's been used too many times, brought up too many times? Uh not yet, no. But I think you you and I obviously what happened at the end of the episode was that the, the Lazarus pit was destroyed. Now, in the DC universe there are more Lazarus pits. Um Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing is, I think you and I were concerned that that y- if someone died and didn't use the Lazarus pit, that would have been stupid, wouldn't it? And yeah. now they've kind of taken that away. So when you die, you're you're dead. I mean, bear in mind when Sarah died, we had no idea of the Lazarus pit until the second half of the season, when you know, and she died in I think episode two. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the Lazarus that came into the show was something like three hundred years old, wasn't he? Yeah, very old. Yes. So and that's what's he pissed on the strawberries of. Um... Of the current Razar Gaul, because uh, if he does get killed now, which uh, Nissa seems quite intent on happening, that he would actually, in fact, die. Yeah, interestingly, obviously, um, Captain Jack Harkness. No, um, he he knows that Nissa doesn't like him, but he's not going to kill her, even though he's Razar Gaul. As Why in, do like, you think? I don't know. 
I don't, it would be nice if, there, if we had a reason, and unless there already is one and you and I weren't paying attention, but I don't think so. There were, there were several times that Nissa has crossed Raza Ghul, um, and she's been taken away, as he always says, but nothing's really ever happened to her. No, which is bizarre. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this one, um, see, the, the main points of this is the tension between Oliver and Diggle. Um, whether the tension's, Diggle's main tension is the fact that he's still got his stupid helmet. Hive comes into it, Damien Dark comes into <laughs> yes. it a lot more, uh, and you've got the, the exploits of uh, Laurel and Fear. So uh, there is a hell of a lot happening in this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Felicity shows her garden skills. I love that bit, yeah. Well, that's uh, quite entertaining. But, yeah, I mean, it starts off with um, Oliver and Diggle, again, as um, Diggle's current obsession is to find members of Hive, um, hopefully capture a member of Hive, and find out who put the contract out on his brother, uh, why he was targeted. And that's really his um, storyline, his drive in this uh, this season, it seems to be, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you like that? Um, I do like that, because I mean, they never really put closure to it, did they, in any of the um, previous seasons? No, no, and, uh, no, no, they, they, they didn't, and, they, and they're using that storyline, and luckily, obviously, Diggle uh, basically tells Oliver the whole truth, um, completely, doesn't he, and, and it's straight out with him at the end, but yeah, at the beginning, they, they look like old-school Team Arrow, as of, obviously um, Felicity says, and when they, get, yeah. when, when, when they get back after, obviously... Um, uh, they uh, Diggle's I still don't like you. Basically, I work with you, but that's it. What did you th- think of that? Were you pissed off of that by now, or what did you think? I was, I, I was, I was a bit annoyed. I think had it continued any more into like you know episode four, five, six, I think I would be annoyed because um, the rest of Arrow has been so good. It would be like, oh, for God's sake, this is dragging. Just get over it. You know. Yeah. I, I know that's a lot easier to say than do after what obviously um, Oliver did. Uh, but yeah, but, but yeah um, and, and I'm just so glad it kind of ended, it concluded by the end of this episode. Yeah, and also, and it was strange, because we've just spoken about The Flash having no metahumans in, but obviously they had Jeremy Tell, um, the, the character name, who was uh, Double Down. Yes, yes, absolutely, with his uh, magic tattoo cards. I thought that was really, really original idea of... Um, it was, until uh, I saw Daredevil, the film. With Bullseye doing something similar with a card. That's true, but this, he could actually, the difference being that his body was covered in, he had sleeves of tattoos, didn't he? He did. With cards on, and he can actually peel the playing cards off and use those as weapons. But you, you're right, it's the same as Bullseye, isn't it? Very similar, but yeah, but I, I mean, this guy's proper lethal, and the fact that obviously they, 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 they Felicity takes one of the cards and ends up finding out that it's not really a card, it's got DNA in it and all these weird things. Um, yeah, you know, you know, etc. But it, once again, though, we, we forget that Arrow is not a metahuman. No one in Arrow on the good side is, and they're basically, well, as normal normal people, debatable, I know, um, fighting metahumans, which which I find arguably more interesting than, than the Flash. No slate on Flash is to, okay, how's Arrow going to deal with this guy? You know, it is quite refreshing, and I like this episode that they appear to be gaining ground. I mean, um. Diggle found out that it was a, a female Mia Fired who, or Mina Fired, who put the hit out on um, his brother. So, and this was the first real break that Diggle had on. Hopefully, he wanted to kill her or, or 
appeared he wanted to kill her, um, to find out who was responsible and why it actually happened. Um, and I love the fact that she was brought into it as um, quite a prominent character, but in time throughout the episode, that she even um, got killed as well. She was murdered by um, Double Down. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, she, she wasn't. It was Double Down's weapon. It was Damien Dark, um, which was such a good... It was just fantastic. It was. I didn't expect Damien Dark. I know he's got some kind of magic powers, and I, I don't know where he gets them from, and I can't wait to find out. Um, but it was such a good scene. Um, I know I'm jumping ahead. Actually, I'm not going to talk about it yet because I'm quite excited <laughs> about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, so uh, Diggle caught one of the soldiers um, and took his tooth out. And we spoke about this. Do you think it's a, a fake tooth they put in with the cyanide capsule? Or do you think it's just his tooth? Because Diggle actually ripped his whole tooth out, didn't he? I'd like to think it's a fake tooth because... It was far. I know, obviously, this show can't show too much blood and stuff, but it didn't look as gruesome as it should have been had it been an actual tooth. You know, no, he didn't use pliers. He just kind of held him down, and it looked like he just pulled his tooth out. I and he must be incredibly tooth. strong. I, I think it's a fake tooth. Yeah, so he takes it back. Um, see, the the guy gets away as they usually do. And also, the bit that I the worst part of this for me was when Felicity was in their their cave, and via computer, she started up a. Um, like a digger, didn't she? Oh, yeah, that was really annoying. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what? This probably this episode probably would have been a five flat had it not been for that bit. That really annoyed me. We watched that together, didn't we? We both cringed at that point. Yeah, yes, cringed, groaned. Oh, it's like when yeah. you're. It's the same feeling of like when your dad tells a bad joke at a family reunion, kind of thing. You know, your dad starts it's, dancing. The thing is really cool. Yes, yes, and it's a. It, it was that kind of feeling that I had. Oh, really. Yeah, I know. I could, you could speak to my son and he could explain that feeling pretty well, actually, <laughs> especially from the dancing side of things. But, um, but yeah, so he gets away. And as a demonstration, when Mina Fired meets uh, Damien Dark and she brings Double Down with, that he says, give me a demonstration, kill someone. And basically he asks um, Double Down to kill the soldier who got, managed to get captured by Diggle. And that's when you see that the fact that he is a metahuman, that he can pull his tattoos off. And again, when I first saw that, I thought that was brilliant. I thought, it was, as I said, it was really original that you can actually pull your tattoos off and use them as weapons. He's not walking along with swords or guns or knives or anything like that, that he can just blend in with the crowd, um, be it he's covered in tattoos. That's true. I mean, if you had that power, you'd be throwing Iron Man's at them. Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. But again... Everyone in this episode, as we've spoken about, um, the only fat person who was overweight was Michael Ironside, who died and was a baddie. In flash, even yeah. this, even Double Down, um, they're all very was a good-looking yeah. bloke. <laughs> yeah, they're all really pretty. They're all very slim, and it's unfortunate that if they want a baddie, that they'll cast someone, um, and especially if someone's going to die, that they'll be overweight. <laughs> and like me, they'll probably be losing hair as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And I know if I went for casting on Flash and Arrow, they'd say, right, your part is to get shot. Or you're playing this bad character. I think, well, I thought I would. Oh. But if Graham was there, I know for a fact, he'd probably be Arrow's like, stuntman. Or his body double. Yes, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, whilst um, he gets killed, obviously it then goes to um, Thea and uh, Laurel, who speak to... Um, 
uh, Raza Gaul, and they tell him, and he says that this has never been done before in years past, and he even warns them of the dangers of... Well, yeah, he does, doesn't, and he kind of says no at first, it's not going to happen, does he? Doesn't he? Yeah, and Nissa also says it as well, because Nissa obviously was in love with um, Sarah, or Sarah, and, uh, and she's got every, she yeah. doesn't want it to happen. No, even though she's got every reason, like Laurel, to try and bring her back. Yeah, but she's obviously been with her father for so many years and seen what's happened and seen the difference. Yes. Um, and I, I thought it was nice that she didn't want it to happen. That cause it, I thought it would have been really shit that knowing her her character and kind of how wise she is with regards to the ways of um, how it is with the Lazarus pit and what it can do to people, that she didn't help um, smuggle um, Sarah's body into the Lazarus pit um, John behind John Barron's back. Because I thought that would have been a bit... It would have kind of been a contradiction of her character, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think the and obviously Thea blames John Barryman for even though Thea in theory killed, so she kind of blames herself and uh, and uh, obviously the new the new Razal Ghul for it, doesn't she? Because had it not been for him, she wouldn't have died. Yeah, obviously he kind of made her. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, Thea's obviously going through quite a traumatic experience at the moment herself with regards to the blood being lust. a complete yeah the bloodlust being a bloody nutcase, knowing what it does to you. Um, but she doesn't really warn Laurel off um, and tell her, look what it's done to me in, in over a period of when I was dead for or dying for a couple of minutes. This is what it could do to your sister. They didn't really explore that, did they? No, they didn't explore that. And you'd like to think Thea would have given Laurel the heads up. But maybe the only thing what I said to myself was uh, that, that um, Thea's in denial about it still, maybe. But I don't know how she could be in denial because... In that same episode, oh, yeah, true. Yes. John Barrowman um, sacrificed three of his guards going into her bedroom um, and attempting to kill her, and she killed all three of them and said, well, there you go, you've killed three people. This should sort your bloodlust or, uh, out for about three months or a month. So she's obviously aware that this has made her into a killer and somebody who's really uncontrollable. It's like the equivalent of being a vampire, isn't it? They that's, have that bloodlust. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Because even despite that, obviously, um, Thea was happy to go ahead. Yeah, so she's going to at some point. I mean, what's Sarah's t- timeline going to be? Is it going to be every other day she's going to have to murder someone? I mean, which leads you to um, what you said, that that grave um, possibly could be her, couldn't it? Yes, yeah, so I think it has to be. I can't think of a... Well, yeah, maybe we're wrong. Maybe they're going to surprise us. Um, I know at the time of filming the that episode, they they still didn't know who was in the grave, the cast or whatever, so... Oh, um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I think, oh, you know, the bloke that plays Oliver Queen, um, okay, did, did, like, a video blog and, and told people. Uh, so... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, but then, obviously, Sarah, Sarah does go into the uh, Lazarus pit, um, and, and, it, and it works very quickly, doesn't it? It does, and she... And I love the kind of obviously that's why it's called the resurrection. But I, I, I love the fact when she comes out, she is instantly extremely aggressive, uh, and she has to be subdued by a couple of guards and Raza Gaul as well. Yeah, and surely then Laurel must know this is a mistake. But even then, she's in denial, which Nissa said, "You're in denial about this." Yeah, no one knows what she's going to be like. Um, I mean, go, going forward, do you think we'll still get parts of the old Sarah? I think we will. Otherwise. Um, I, I think the audience if she is the one that dies in the end we need to care about her again to a certain extent well, we do and I mean when you, if it is her when you saw Oliver crying I mean what I was thinking about the other day 
is it Oliver who kills her or is it the Flash who kills her? Because the Flash turns up and is that a clue that, uh... um, that the Flash actually does kill her um, because Oliver won't kill her? Because it, I thought it was just really interesting that whilst he was by the grave, that Barry Allen turns up, doesn't he? Yeah. And says, are you okay? Then he just goes again. So, I mean, is there going to be another crossover um, later on down the line where he, where maybe he does kill her and he turns up just to to apologise or just to see if he's all right or say, look, I had to do it, you understand why? I don't know. No. No. But it, I, th- I, th- I think the fact that they had that grave in the Oliver Crying makes this whole scene so interesting because that, there is that constant question, who's in that grave? But how's Oliver going to be when he actually sees that she's alive again? I mean, it's really going to fuck things up, isn't it? Well, yeah, we'll like see it as well. Yeah. She's got to start saying Clara again. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that poses, you know, and towards the end of the episode, obviously, we, we see her continue to be restrained and basically, you know, the whole what have you done, you're wrong, etc. And, uh, and that's when, obviously, Nissa goes out and destroys the... Um, the, the the Lazarus pit. I don't know how, and obviously, uh, you know, everyone's quite annoyed by it. And, and yeah, it, I hope they explain a bit better how it got destroyed. I mean, what you know? Um, yeah, and I'd be quite go. happy if there was no more Lazarus pit. I mean, I know you said in the comic books there are several Lazarus pits, but I, I really would be quite happy if there wasn't one, and it made people a lot more mortal again. It did, didn't it? Because the danger I had was so like someone dies or someone's really injured. Well, you and I are going to think, oh, use the Lazarus pit, use the Lazarus pit, use the Lazarus pit then. You know, yeah. and that's kind of like a get out. And now, like you're saying, they do not have that option. So No, they've gone through it with Thea. They've explained what happened. They've gone through it with Sarah. So I, I, I really wouldn't want them to go through it again with another character. I don't really care who that character is. I wouldn't want them to go through it again. It just It's more of a level playing field. Yeah. So, um, so after um, Mina fired... Uh, gets attacked. She then goes to see Damien Dark, and Damien Dark is, is really extremely pissed off about this because he, he says you will double down in um, to take out the arrow. He obviously fails in taking out the arrow, um, and then he wants another demonstration. So he says to um, Double Down, "Right, kill me then." Uh, and obviously, Double Down is all in, only interested in getting paid. So when he fires his arrow at him, Damien Dark does a matrix and just freezes that arrow. And just puts it above his hand, and it just floats, and he's twisting it. Yeah. I, I, I did not expect that at all. Did you? No. And, and then he goes and kills his female employee. Yeah, and that's what blew me away. That I thought Mina Fire was going to be a major character, um, and at least last three or four episodes, and have some kind of contact with Diggle. But no, he just gets his playing card, turns around and flicks it, and he goes right in her windpipe, and you see everything, and she's dead. And it was brilliant because again, you don't know. The longevity of really many of the characters in this, do you? No, and Diggle obviously catches up with her um, when she's sitting there pretty much dead in the chair. Yeah, and that's when um, that builds up to the kind of Diggle and um, Arrow reconciling their differences and working together, which I was really pleased about because it was another thing that you can really box off and you're going to get the old team Arrow again. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, so we've got the old team Arrow back, We've got Sarah back, sort of. Um, and the only thing missing is um, Felicity with machine gun, which again was good because th- they started working on um, the kind of the composite of the playing cards thrown by Double Down. Yes. With um, I've completely forgot his name and I've done him no justice whatsoever. Um, 
and his name or his his proper name is and do you know what looking at this I thought the other guy was Curtis Holt the anarchist but it isn't this is Curtis Holt um, <laughs> the black guy so apologies to everyone talking complete bollocks um, but yeah her and Curtis were working out um, along with the other tech that um, his project is that they figure out that these cards um, have got the same substance that and he uses for an example that birds have that they can um go to a, a kind of homing don't they yeah, yeah, yeah so he says rather than find out who's got this card um and go to him he's going to come to us and then double down appears and there's a bit of a fight and he discovers their cave and felicity starts getting the machine guns out i like that about that did you think that was over the top no because she didn't she wasn't particularly good with the machine gun was she she wasn't she shot everywhere in the air and she's managed to to take him out uh, yeah she took him out almost purely by accident um but but yeah it was kind of like you kind of believe that could happen really couldn't, couldn't yeah you? i mean the amount of bullets she shot one of them surely by pure percentage had to get him and he escaped and oliver and diggle came back and they kind of obviously made up now and they were um there was a bromance going on again so and they tracked him down and uh, they use that tropey line of he's on the freeway here and he's looking to escape. And Oliver turns around and says, shame he's not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Diggle had a few Batman lines, didn't he, as well? Yeah. And Diggle, yeah. When Diggle first uh, was at that building yard and he, wanted, he captured that bloke for Hive, and uh, he kept saying, where are they? Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Stupid helmet. But we have seen that his visor goes up just by pressing the button. Very good. But he hasn't quite got his um, like his altered voice like Oliver McQueen has. He has to make his own one up, doesn't he? Budget reasons, I think, but yeah. It, it, it's purely <laughs> token gesture where Diggle's concerned, really, of <laughs> everything he's got. But they, oh, end, up, <laughs> they end up taking... Um, taking double down down for want of a better word um and again what i like because he's a metahuman they take him to star labs and uh they he's in one of the cells there yes which again you've got that constant crossover which is which always excites me in any kind of shape or form no absolutely and, and obviously um throughout the episode we'll cut back, i think on, on at least two occasions felicity's getting a weird matrix message from on her phone yes that's right which, which, is, which you were saying is the atom I think it's the atom. I, I really do. I, I think it's him contacting her. I, I don't know why it would be and why he doesn't contact her directly, but it's only possibly he gave her that phone and obviously he's very tech orientated and it's a message. I don't know who else it could be really, unless it's going to be uh, it's another character we've not come across and don't know about yet, but no, any ideas right. for yourself? No, you're right. Well, I, can't, I kind of said it was Damien Dark, but no, I, I, it's just stupid. Um, I think you're absolutely right, Stu. I think, uh, looking at it, it's definitely the Atom. Yeah, it'll be good to see. I mean, it, it will be good to see, but I'm not too sure yet, because Arrow is going so well. Um, if I'd want, want him you, back. You don't want Pound Shop Iron Man back, do you? I don't know. I don't want that back, because it just annoys me when I see him. But um, they're doing so well at the moment. Maybe they've altered it, and he's not so much of a dick, and he can come back and be a better person. But it, it, it did make me laugh when she's getting those scroll down messages, which was the matrix that, um, that she just kind of brushed it off. Didn't she? Yeah. This is happening to my phone. Yeah. Knowing how good she is at the tech stuff. That was a bit silly. I thought, but there you go. Yeah. But no, that, that was 
that was the episode, really. I mean, for me, it was a, a very, very good episode. And yet again, I thought it was better than um, The Flash. And I'll give this a 4.5. I thought it was a really strong episode. So many things happening. So many other avenues to explore. I mean, you saw um, just how powerful Damien Dark is and how can you take Damien Dark down? I really don't know. We spoke about this. I've, yeah, I've no idea how you take Damien Dark down either. No way. No, I mean, I've not looked at the comics. I've not read his past apart from um, he was someone who uh, doesn't really age and he got away from police all the time. I've not looked into him and I'm not going to just so it keeps me guessing. But I, I've no idea how you can take a person who can stop things in midair. You can obviously stop bullets. He's great at hand-to-hand combat. He's got the tech. Um, he's a very clever person. It will be really interesting to see. I mean, he who, makes he makes Ra's al Ghul look like an amateur, and, and I think we said that Ra's al Ghul should have been this good and this threatening, and he really wasn't really, other than that one episode where he did kill Oliver. But that was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I really, really don't know, but it just makes it a lot more exciting. There's there's a lot more to, to happen in this show. I'm sure there is, and at the moment, it's all very good. Yeah, it is. What about yourself? Yeah, 4.5, exactly for the same reasons uh, the same reasons as you. Other than it just the, the whole Felicity starting that machine really annoyed me, though. I can't. It's almost like you had a really, really good meal, but one of the chips just left a bad taste in your mouth, even though it was just a chip. <laughs> yeah? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it kind of feels like that. that I, can't, I can't forget that when thinking about this episode. That's the only problem, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it is good, and it's looking very hopeful on both it is. fronts. And also, um, I mean, what we're going to talk about very soon, once you've watched it, is Supergirl. Yes, hopefully next episode it will be all about the uh, the, the girl of Super. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Carl Carlyle's uh, cousin, Superman's cousin. Yeah, I've watched this, and I've seen it twice now, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's another great, fun program to watch, and the pace of it was good, and I'm quite hopeful that you'll enjoy it. It'll be really interesting. I'll, I'll make sure we don't speak about it when I see you next, um, just so I get your feedback when we're speaking live on oh, the, uh, the show. But, but I'm hopeful for this, and uh, it'll be great if it can become like, a part of this show as well. So, Absolutely. And if you, yeah, and if, if you like this, I mean, obviously we do the Film Real Cast main show um, where we're reviewing lots of films. The last one we watched is obviously Skyfall, which is a, a passion of Graham's. Uh, I mean... Graham's very passionate talking about Skyfall, but on that current time, we were very passionate at disrupting him and taking the piss out of him, weren't we? Uh, yes, we, we, absolutely. So if you if you do listen to that, um, it was really, really good fun to record. Uh, maybe not for Graham, but for us, we had a lot of fun doing that. So you can get that on iTunes. Uh, if you've got an Android phone, you can get that on Stitcher as well, or follow us on Facebook um, the film real cast and on Twitter as well because we I post them out um, as soon as I'm uh, Graham Graham as soon as you're done editing them James yeah should, should, yeah yeah absolutely so uh, I mean there, there you go that that's uh, episode three of a uh, flower yeah so I hope you enjoyed it guys and uh, we'll be watching episode four this week and no doubt that'll be out um, by the end of the week or it'll be out on Saturday or Sunday so thanks for listening guys and it's been good fun talking about it. <laughs>